Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Christmas is a season not only of rejoicing, but of reflection. This is a quote by Winston Churchill. Hello and welcome back to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jack Palacos and today's show is all about self-love. Hey all, I'm Kenneth Jun. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. A top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Please visit www.bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation and get more information about how you, too, can be a part of our mission to increase literacy and positive message media. Be The Star You Are needs your donations to help us help those in distress by providing books and other resources. We have launched our Operation Wildfire Disaster Relief Fund for victims in and around Chico and desperately need donations to help ship much-appreciated books to victims. Please donate today at www.bethestarur.org. You can even donate through PayPal, giving fund with no additional fees. To start off our holiday-themed show, today my talented co-host Kenneth will be sharing with us an interesting view about cinematic Christmases on his enlightening segment, 2020 Vision. Take it away, Kenneth. Thanks, Jack, and hello all. So for 2020 Vision today, I'm simply going to be talking about Christmases in different movies. However, I don't want to just discuss Christmas movies and that whole genre. Rather, I want to focus on the use of Christmas in more unconventional holiday films. Christmas time is an interesting setting. There are a lot of movies that take place during Christmas seemingly for no reason. Uh, You can see lights and snow in the background, but the plot doesn't really revolve around the holiday. If there are any references, they're more circumstantial acknowledgements than actual narrative elements. Home Alone, Gremlins, Batman Returns all take place during Christmas, but they're not specifically about Christmas. But there have to be reasons, albeit more subtle ones, for why these kinds of films take place when they do. I want to take a look at the subconscious little things the special holiday adds to each movie. So there's a famous ongoing half-joke, half-legitimate argument about whether the hardcore red-blooded 1988 action movie Die Hard is technically a Christmas movie. Um, It's debatable. It takes place during Christmas and it's about reconnecting with family, but it's also really violent and Christmas isn't even a huge part of the story. All that doesn't really matter in the end. What's more relevant to us right now is the fact that this movie as a whole shows us one element that Christmas can bring to the table. Christmas is able to create a heightened sense of romanticism in a story. Not enough to be that noticeable, but just enough that you can't take the setting out of the movie without diminishing some of its charm. The plot lines of Die Hard, Home Alone, and Gremlins don't have much to do with Christmas, but they do have a lot to do with family and caring about others. Even in Die Hard's blood and vulgarity, Christmas links the bridge between the movie's world and the theme of family and love. The story element gets boosted by the holiday. 
Imagine taking Christmas out of something like Home Alone. The story itself wouldn't change that much, but then you miss out on that extra level of dramatic urgency. Kevin McAllister's family didn't leave him alone on just any day. They left him alone on the one day all about family. The miraculousness of Christmas also makes Kevin's silly, dreamlike situation a little more fitting. The stakes are just a bit higher, the magical moments seem more magical, and the emotional conclusion at the end is made that much stronger. The foundational concept of Christmas also creates a special kind of darker tone that's hard to create with anything else. Christmas and the winter holidays in general are all about being happy and celebrating the coldest, harshest weather. That doesn't really apply that well anymore with modern technology and, you know, places like California and all. But that central idea lends itself well to stories with a mix of happy and sad or scary tones. 1992's Batman Returns extensively uses, utilizes this mood in its visual designs. Christmas lights are used as in-the-spirit decorations and probably don't invoke any fear to most people. But when you think about them, they look kind of weird, especially against a darker background. Just a string of small orbs of light in the darkness. Batman Returns put these Christmas lights all over the ghostly Gotham City. Set against sharp towers and strange-looking statues, the lights seem alien, ominous. But there still is that natural connection to joy and celebration that Christmas decorations have. Mix that together and you get kind of a whimsical horror, a mood that blends fantastically with Batman villains like the Joker and the Penguin. Fun and unsettling at the same time. Um, Christmas is a very special time with lots of different implications and cultural significances. If you're tired of watching the movies about Santa and his reindeers, check out some of the more loosely tied films to explore the holidays' more far-reaching touches. Wow, that was a really interesting take on Christmas movies. That kind of gives me a new pers- perspective on all of the movies that they generally play on the Hallmark Channel for for like pretty much all of December. Because I know like those movies, uh, they play a lot of, like I guess, the Christmas classic movies. The ones that are really, really centered around Christmas, like Elf. Um, but then you were talking about, you know, the other movies like Home Alone that just take place during Christmas, but the plotline isn't necessarily based about Christmas. So when you're looking at the two different types of, I guess, Christmas movies, what really makes a Christmas movie a movie centered about Christmas? I guess as like a classic, or like what someone might. Um, defined as a classic or, you know, a Christmas movie? Um, I think it's mostly just about how, you know, how I talked about with that kind of like romanticism feeling. Like, yeah, sure, um, it could be based around, you know, Santa Claus and the holidays and snow and everything. But I don't know. I feel like there's this kind of special edge that Christmas movies have with just like this like special warm feeling of, you know, about family and caring it's kind of like uh, how some people say Mary Poppins is a Christmas movie. Um, it's also kind of being about about being like happy in darkness, but it doesn't really have like it really doesn't have anything to do with Christmas. Um, so I think if you just have that kind of heightened dramatic edge and it's about like you know being together and uh, being with the people you love, it can count as a Christmas movie. I don't see why it couldn't. Okay, uh, so if Christmas is kind of defined, I guess, as having that romanticism element in it and that element of family and kind of coming together. Do you think that Christmas movies fall in fall under broader general categories? Or do you think that Christmas movies are their own specific film genre? Um, I think they could kind of count as their own specific like subgenre. Um, of course, you know, obviously they could like mix with other things and, you know, be half horror, half action, half whatever. But yeah, there's this kind of 
lightheartedness, this like whimsical aspect to these special Christmas movies that kind of put them in their own light. Like they're not necessarily comedic or like soap opera-y, but they still kind of have that like uh, special movie-like romanticized emotion that's kind of attached to it. And yeah, I think if you kind of group those all together, you could kind of have a giant pile of movies just in that kind of one specific genre. Yeah, definitely. And so in this, I guess, Christmas genre, what are your favorite non-conventional Christmas movies that people wouldn't necessarily say, oh yeah, that's a classic that they always play during Christmas, or that's a movie that instantly reminds you of Christmas? Um, well, I just this is kind of like a personal tradition, and I really think this could count as a Christmas movie. Uh, usually, you know, during like winter and like the holidays, I watch uh, The Empire Strikes Back, the um, fifth episode of the Star Wars series, and it kind of has that kind of Christmas quality, at least to me. Um, I think that would be my favorite non-conventional Christmas movie, just because, you know, there is that like early element of snow in the beginning of the movie, but then it's also about like friends and being together and appreciating what you have and like the people you love. Um, yeah, so that kind of puts it up there with like more traditional Christmas movies, I guess, at least for me. Yeah, I I think that's actually pretty interesting too. How a movie that isn't really based about Christmas can have such a you know like defined correlation with the holiday, just because it has like the really important themes of like the family and coming back together. And I think for me personally. Um, in terms of um, like n- conventional Christmas movies, my favorite Christmas movie would probably have to be Elf, but um, I haven't really given it much attention um, to what Christmas movies that I've really like watched recently fall into a non-conventional category, just because I haven't, you know, like I haven't really been paying attention to themes like romanticism or family coming back together or are reuniting with friends um, just because, you know, usually when I watch movies, I kind of just watch them. I'm not that great at analyzing the movies, but uh, yeah. What's your personal favorite, like conventional Christmas movie that's like really revolved around Christmas? Um, I'm really not sure. I think I, it would, I like, even if you can kind of consider this a conventional movie, um, it's not really. I like the Nightmare Before Christmas. I think that would have to be my favorite uh, conventional one, just because it, you know, has to do with Christmas, and it's all about um, the main character. You know, tries to steal Christmas and <laughs> is like the leader of a holiday. Um, yeah, so it's like this kind of fantasy setting. But even then, it's not really like a normal Christmas movie. So it's kind of weird. Yeah, but then you know, of course, it has that like again that quality of you know. Uh, being with people you love and uh, finding happiness and darkness and yeah it's just this one is more a little more directly linked to Christmas and the actual holiday I can definitely understand that choice because I um, it's it's not really a tradition but uh, most years my family and I will watch the nightmare before Christmas uh, sometimes on Halloween sometimes uh, during the Christmas season just depending on when we watch it, because I, I think that movie can kind of fall into uh, like a Halloween category too. Um, 
yeah, be, I mean, like, for obvious reasons. But that, I think that it, it really does have, like, the aspect of Christmas in it, though. Uh, along with, I've noticed that that's kind of a reoccurring theme in a lot of Christmas movies is that they'll have the main character is in some sort of situation where they don't like Christmas because uh, I guess they feel alienated from the like the warmth and friendship and family around Christmas just because they don't really have um, that type of relationship with anyone. And I, I'm like, I've noticed that like in the Grinch too, especially like, you know, obviously the Grinch doesn't really have like a community or family he's linked with. So he's trying to ruin Christmas for the people who enjoy it. But then eventually I guess he realizes that, you know, he can be a part of a community in a family. So I think that that's like, kind of a reoccurring theme that I see a lot of times within Christmas movies. And um, thank you for sharing, you know, 2020 vision today. I think this was a really great way to begin our show. And I think this was actually a really interesting discussion on the different types of Christmas movies, because I know that if, you know, generally when someone talks about a Christmas movie, you think of the movies that are really about Christmas with Santa and the big, Christmas trees with the lights, uh, like in New York, like the really big ones, or ice skating, and all just like the general Christmassy themes. But I think it's kind of interesting how a Christmas movie is really just anything that has the common themes of romanticism and friendship, family, reuniting, anything like that. But unfortunately, this is all the time that we have for this segment. But We'll both be back soon to speak with a very special guest. So listeners, please be sure to support our show in these amazing segments by donating to the Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. And we have a lot of fun events coming up. So please be sure to check out www.bethestarur.org and follow our blog. I'm Jack Palacos. And I'm Kenneth John. Watch Be The Star You Are's fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash be the star you are. Make sure to also pick up the new anthology, Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers at CynthiaBryan.com slash online store. Make sure to keep listening as we continue our program on Christmas and New Year's. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. 
I'm Jack Palacos on Express Yourself, and today's show is all about Christmas and the holidays. And I'm Kenneth John. In theme of the holiday spirit today, we have a very special guest on our show, someone who has even contributed a chapter to our book, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World. That person is Karen Kitchell, who will be sharing with us her experiences with finding, uh, uh, with finding family and caring for others. Uh, Karen is passionate about helping those in need. As president of the Cheerful Givers nonprofit organization, she helped to bring birthday gifts to more than one million less fortunate children. Karen writes a monthly post in the Be The Star You Are newsletter. Prior to that, she created a corporate university at BI Worldwide. Currently, she serves Meals to the Homeless, is a job coach, teacher, writer, mentor, and mom to two wonderful kids. You can find out more about her and her work at www.scatteringkindness.com. Um, to start off, Karen, would you like to read your chapter, The Gift of Adoption? I would love to. So here it goes, the gift of adaption. At a business meeting many years ago, everyone was given a notepad that said, make a dream come true. At that time, I thought it was a nice saying, so I kept it on my desk. I knew for a long time that I wanted to adopt a baby girl since my adopted son brought me so much joy. I also knew the process wouldn't be easy as a single parent. My wishes seemed pretty simple. I wanted a healthy baby girl born anywhere in the world, and I wanted to name her Maria. My initial research led me to a program in Mexico, so I began to get excited thinking about how I was making my dream come true. After many months of completing paperwork and waiting, I received a phone call informing me that the Mexican program had been terminated. No explanation, the program just ceased to exist. Being determined to find my Maria, I increased my research and discovered a program in Honduras. After several months and more paperwork, I was sent a photo of an 18-month-old girl and was told she would be mine. While I was hoping for a younger child, I had a lot of faith that whoever was chosen for me would be the daughter I would cherish. A few weeks later, a letter came in the mail explaining that there was some confusion and the child I thought was going to be mine had already been given to someone else. They didn't have any more children waiting for adoption by single parents. Although my heart and hopes were broken twice, I wouldn't give up. I discovered a new program opening in Paraguay and immediately applied to adopt a baby girl. On June 13, 1989, I received a picture of my Maria, who was born on May 22nd. In September, I was notified that the president of Paraguay had put all adoptions on hold. The rumor was that the president's daughter witnessed too many babies at the airport and told her father that it didn't look good for the country to have so many babies leaving it. Although new adoptions were halted, the pro program wrote that processing of papers already in progress would proceed as planned. The next six months of waiting for news were agonizing. While asking for further information, I made plans to travel around December 15th in order to spend Christmas in Paraguay. I decided to take my son Ryan with me so that he'd have the opportunity to experience adoption firsthand and be able to meet his sister immediately. 
Ryan had been adopted from Korea five years prior through a program that sent the babies to the United States. The Korean program was currently not open to single parents. Months earlier, the Paraguay Adoption Service had told me that an attorney would meet us at the airport to take us to a hotel where we would be staying with other adoptive families. At 2.30 a.m. on December 16th, we arrived. No one was there to meet us. After waiting more than an hour with the airport closing, we took a taxi. Traveling in the middle of the night with my five-year-old son while being being in a foreign country, I did not speak the language, was frightening. I prayed that the taxi driver was taking us to the hotel. At 4 a.m., we arrived at the designated hotel. The front desk person, who spoke little English, showed us to a tiny room with two small beds. I asked for a crib for the baby we came to adopt. I prayed hard that night thinking about all the people who in the last three years had supported this adoption, and I hoped that all these prayers would result in my dream coming true. At 8 a.m., I called the attorney and was told his assistant would bring my baby to me in 10 minutes. Ryan and I quickly dressed. There was a knock on the door, and baby Maria arrived. We were beyond thrilled. It didn't take long for me to realize this was not the hotel where other families stayed since I was the only guest with children. Maria ate ferociously. Our evening meal every night consisted of cold ham, cheese slices, hard rolls, and orange juice. We sat at the same table for three meals each day for 14 days. We had to wait for our court date to make the adoption official. Finally, the day arrived. The judge said that I needed to know this was a serious responsibility and I shouldn't be doing it just for the heck of it. I told him I understood. After 20 minutes of paper signing, it was over. It wasn't the elaborate ceremony I had expected, but I was delighted to finally know that Maria was my child. Back at the hotel, we survived on some instant soup and a couple pieces of chocolate I had saved from Christmas. It was time to take my precious children home. We arrived at the airport on December 30th for our flight back to Minneapolis to learn that our flight had been canceled for mechanical problems. We booked the first flight out of Paraguay with stops in Sao Paulo, Miami, Atlanta, and Chicago, before arriving home on New Year's Eve. As I brought home my beautiful baby Maria, the exhaustion coupled with the numerous challenges endured didn't dampen my joy for this most wonderful occasion. Today, 28 years later, I still have that little notepad on my desk to remind me that dreams do come true. And best of all, my two adopted millennial children are the greatest gifts a mother could want. And that is my chapter. That was an excellent chapter. I think that was a really inspiring story, honestly, like overall on how you, if you don't, don't give up on something and you keep trying at it, you can ultimately achieve your dream, even if it seems just like so out there, or it seems like it's going to be so much work uh, on like hard work and, perseverance always really pays off in the end, which I think 
you know, real your chapter really, really showed that in a nice way. And I think I think that ties in with our Christmas theme and like the holiday themes for this uh, segment in like a really nice way because um, even though you were in a completely foreign country and you didn't speak the same language as anyone there and every you know you just weren't used to it at all, you were still able to have family dinners every single night with just the same simple meal. And even though you had just gotten your daughter Maria that same day, she was already part of your family and was already reunited with you, even though, you know, you had only known her in person for a matter of minutes. And I think that that's really incredible. So I just wanted to ask you, what was the uh, like most interesting or exciting part of the adoption process overall, other than seeing Maria for the first time, because that's probably the most exciting. Well, yes, absolutely. It was, you know, after going through those three years and the three programs and getting to that point where now I'm in Paraguay, I'm in this hotel room, and I'm told that I'm going to have this baby in 10 minutes. And all of a sudden, it was the knock on the door and opening the door and actually seeing this child and having her put in my arms. I mean, I I can't even explain it. And it was it's amazing how instantly we had a bond. It just really felt like, here is my daughter, and this was what my my dream was meant to be. Yeah, that's that's really inspiring. Um, you you've gone to like all these different countries, worked with all these different organizations, um, and you faced so many challenges. How, what motivated you to keep going through and like? Uh, you know, keep persevering to finally meet your daughter in the end. Was there kind of a specific idea or hope that you had to that kept your head up? Well, I wanted a family from the very beginning. And as I mentioned, I had a son whom I had adopted from Korea. And I loved him to pieces and knew that I wanted a, another child. Uh, through the process, I, I learned I had to be patient and, you know, to just keep plugging along. Um, but I found that all of that waiting and, and worrying was worth it. And and I would say, in addition to that, my values, personal values, uh, revolve around faith and family. And so that's what really kept me going in the adoption process. Yeah, okay. I think family and faith, there's, they're both definitely both really, really good motivations to keep going through something that you might get discouraged from after something doesn't go the right way for the first couple of times. Because after all, family is just such an important part in everyone's life that like family and friendships and, uh, you know, relationships and things like that really are just good motivators for people in general. And I think that this was a really fascinating chapter. So thank you so much, Karen. Um, and this was from the book, the Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World, in case you want to read more chapters just like this one. But unfortunately, we're out of time for this segment, but we're going to be continuing this conversation in the next part of our show. So audience, uh, please make sure to check out Karen Kitchell. And I'm Kenneth John. Visit www.bethestaryouare.org for more information about Express Yourself and Be the Star You Are. And look forward to chapters from our new anthology, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World, which is available now. 
Go to www.bethestudywire.org slash events to find out more about upcoming opportunities for spreading positivity as a part of our charity. Make sure to keep listening as we continue our conversation on family, love, and the end of the year. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Show the world your smile Be the star you are If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Jack Palacos, and our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. For this edition of Express Yourself, we're celebrating Christmas and the end of the year holidays. And I'm Kenneth Jun. For this segment, we'll be continuing our conversation with our wonderful guest, Karen Kitchell. And with that, let's welcome Karen back onto the show. Hey, Karen. Hello there. Hi. Uh, so, our first question for this segment, um, you know, we want to, we know that the holidays are a positive time, but we also know that. You know, there's a lot of mess and uh, disorganization that comes with it. And you actually went to Paraguay around Christmas time. Um, how'd you deal with all that holiday hassle? How'd you uh, get through, you know, bringing a small child and going to a completely different country uh, like during like the biggest holiday of the year? Well, that was one of the biggest challenges. And I have to tell you that our family, my extended family, my mom and brothers and and other family members have such strong t- traditions of being together on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and and opening gifts, going to church together, having, you know, certain foods. And I really missed that. I family there, as well as being in a situation in Paraguay where I really didn't know anyone else um, and having these two young children. I remember on Christmas morning, I decided I would take the two young children to church. It's Christmas Day, and that's something I had done my entire life. And at the time there, it was raining, and we went into the church. It was very quiet, which was very different than here, where we have the Christmas carols and all of the beautiful singing. 
And then when we came out of church, and we had had to take a taxi from this little hotel to the church, we came out of the church, and I realized there weren't any taxis there. And I thought, now, how am I going to get back with two young children? And it's Christmas morning. And all of a sudden, this lady comes up to me and says, you need a ride? And I said, well, yes. And she said, what hotel? She spoke very little English. And I told her it was like this angel coming from the sky. And they took us back to the hotel. And I was just so thankful then. And it just made me realize, you know, it's these little things. It's not about the gifts on Christmas, but it's about the people. And those are the things that were able to to get me through that challenging situation. I think, well, that's actually really lucky that someone you know, just kind of was able to come out of the blue and just help you like that because that would have, that definitely wouldn't have been a fun Christmas experience to run all the way back to the hotel through the pouring rain in a foreign country. But I I have um, just a kind of general question about adoption because, you know, um, like throughout the whole process, it seemed like it was kind of a struggle, especially as adopting as a single parent. But, you know, ultimately, in the end, it was definitely worth it because you finally got your Maria. But uh, what advice do you have to those who might be considering adoption or who are going through the process of adoption or maybe single parents that are uh, struggling with adoption a little bit? Well, I would say I think patience is a key because you do have to follow the process. You need to adapt to the agency requests. So you have to have that in mind. I mean, you you don't expect it to be easy, but definitely worthwhile. And I think for listeners out there, you know, if there's anyone that you know of or if you're just thinking about adoption, really to encourage others and support those who, who might be considering it. Um, I, you know, the gift is, is amazing. And I would also like to say a big thank you to all birth parents um, because they are giving us the greatest gift ever. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, what made you interested in adoption in the first place? Just kind of going off of that. Um, you talked about how your uh, son kind of inspired you to get a daughter, but um, what led you to adopt your first son? Well, I would say more than anything, I wanted a family. And I also knew that there are many kids around the world who need homes. And I I believed that adoption was really a win-win for the the kids or the situations that they were in um, needing a home. And here I was wanting a family, so it, it just really fit together. How'd you decide their names? These are really like nice names, and you seem very set on them. How'd you come up with uh, Ryan and Maria? Well, I think those names just kind of came to me as I thought about a variety of names. Maria has a, a bit of a religious meaning to me, um, and I just loved the names. Yeah, I like the names as well. I think they're... You know, they're really nice names. And so you were talking about how a lot of kids don't have homes in the world. And so that's kind of what inspired you to adopt. And obviously, that's like a really, really kind act. And uh, I'm just curious. uh, So you have your website, which is uh, scatteringkindness.com. And I was just um, kind of wondering, like, what's your main focus on scattering kindness as a whole and spreading positivity 
just like, or, you know, cause you talked about like the little acts of kindness on Christmas and the people and how that's more important than materialistic things like gifts. So, right. you know, what's like the focus on scattering kindness all over in like little fragments? Yes. Well, I think the message with scattering kindness is, is we can be kind in many ways to really everyone. Um, and it's not even what you're giving someone. It could be a listening ear, a smile, maybe a touch. And, and we all have the potential, in some cases, even to turn a life around. Um, I like with scattering kindness, I like to do a lot of things anonymously. Um, just to give you an example, I, I do some little kindness cards and, and I take a note card and I write, thanks for all you do. You are really appreciated. Uh, one day I was out at the mall and I took one of these cards and, and I said I saw a trash collector. That was his job. And I set a, a card on his on his tray there as he was collecting trash and I walked away and I just happened to glance back and saw him pick up that card and he just had the biggest smile on his face and you know you think about do trash collectors ever get told they're appreciated or get thanked for what they're doing and so inside I know that some of the little things that you can do really can have a a big difference on impacting the lives of others and there's a lot of things you can do Scattering kindness also, I believe, is contagious. So if you're doing something and someone else observes what you're doing or maybe is the recipient and they tend to do something then for someone else. So it's it's kind of a movement and it's really fun. Just this week, I assisted a kindergarten and we had a, a kindness week where the kids learned about kindness. And it was so fun. One little boy said to me, I'm a kind friend. And I thought the message is getting through. That's what I really, really want to do. Yeah, that's a really great mindset to have, you know, just spreading positivity in little ways. Um, but were, have you ever had to overcome any challenges to get to this mindset? Did you have any times when you didn't feel that way, when you were more, more pessimistic? or? Uh, well, you know, I wouldn't say pessimistic, but I would say... It takes a while to be comfortable, especially in in going up to strangers. And I think years ago, I wasn't that comfortable in in approaching someone and saying something very positive to them, maybe not knowing how they might take it. Um, And by doing it more often, it kind of became a habit with me. Um, And that's what I've learned is the more you do it, the easier it becomes and never to hesitate because if you hesitate, you can miss up. And I've had many opportunities, I think, to relate to people that otherwise I never, never would have known. I can give you one other quick example. And that is when I was um, in a restaurant going out of the restaurant, I stopped in a restroom and there was a woman standing by the door. And I noticed she had on a brightly colored dress. And I just said to her, you look really good in that dress. And she said, thank you so much for saying that. And she told me that she had bought the dress that day in a thrift shop for $3. And she said she had five kids and rarely got out. So that was a special day for her. And I thought, you know, just to be able to recognize her special day probably brought her some joy. And I was so glad that I took that moment just to say those few words because I believed it might have had an impact. Yeah, I definitely can see how just little acts of kindness, like 
complimenting a stranger's clothing or like when you left that note for a trash collector, you know, can just really, mm-hmm. honestly, it can make someone stay and sometimes it can make people's entire week or just leave like a really long lasting impression of, on people who, you know, if you don't really receive that much recognition on what you do, or if you don't really receive that much recognition on uh, like what you're wearing or just, you know, anything like that. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden a stranger compliments you. That's how, I think that's in a sense how you know it's genuine because mm-hmm. obviously like family members are always going to compliment you because it's kind of customary for a family. You know, usually family members aren't, wouldn't say, oh, you look atrocious in that out of the blue. <laughs> you know, people are usually nicer. Um, so I think, yeah, I think that's just like a really good, great, like, you know, those are some great examples. And at this time of Christmas, scattering kindness is really more important than ever just because, you know, it's in the holiday season. So regardless of what religion uh, you, you're celebrating or whatever holidays you're celebrating, it's still really important to spread, um, I guess, positivity and do these little acts of kindness. So if, uh, and for anyone listening, um, what are some examples of ways that we can scatter kindness? If, you know, just like the little things like leaving a note card. Sure, sure. And you know, what's fun too around Christmas, what I've been doing is handing out little candy canes to people. I mean, just people that you you happen to see maybe in a school building or people working certain jobs, kind of mundane jobs, and you hand them a candy cane and boy, do they light up. I mean, it's something so small. Um, Another little one that I like to do is um, at the mall, we have a fountain, kind of a wishing well, if you know what I mean. And all of the money, the pennies and things that go in the fountain go to charity. So when I go there, well, I save my pennies. And when I go there, I take the pennies and I scatter them around the ledge of the fountain. And then I go and sit back and sometimes have a cup of coffee and just watch the kids coming up. And they see these pennies and and they'll be throwing them in and their parents will tell them, you get to make a wish because you have that penny. And, you know, it's something little. I'll tell you, one day I was sitting there and I had scattered quite a few pennies. And I watched and there was a group of three teenagers who came by. And I, I kind of wondered, they scooped up all the pennies. I thought, well, what are they going to do with them? And they started tossing them in. And then one of the guys, he reached in his pocket, grabbed another bunch of coins and threw his own money into the fountain. And I thought, you know, that kindness really is contagious. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Kindness is really such an underrated thing, I feel like, just because it's so easy to spread all the time just by giving like such a simple thing, like a can, like a tiny candy cane or just some pennies to little kids, mm-hmm. anything like that can really just spread kindness. So I, I'm really glad that you were able to share, you know, all of your insights on perseverance and, you know, accomplishing dreams and acting on these little scattered acts of kindness. And I just think that this is a really positive message to spread around the holiday season. So Again, thank you so much for coming on, Karen. You've been a really amazing guest to interview, and this has been such a great conversation. So audience, please make sure to check her out at scatteringkindness.com if you want to help kind of spread a little bit more positivity in your community. I'm Jack Palacos. And I'm Kenneth Chen. Yeah, that was just a really great, wholesome conversation with a lot of positive insight. Uh, Thank you, Karen. Uh, Thank you so much for the opportunity. Really appreciate it.
So, audience, find, find more information about our show at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com. Make sure to follow Be The Star You Are and express yourself at www.bethestarur.org to support our show and find more information about our literacy and positive media charity that has been named a top-rated nonprofit for years now. Stay tuned for our next segment where we will be hearing from our co-host on the latest, uh, latest Christmas and New Year's trends on Trends Without Ends by Jack Palacos. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our show. My name is Jack Palacos, and you're listening to Express Yourself Teen Radio. Our theme for today's show is Christmas and the Holidays. And I'm Kenneth John. To finish our show, we'll be hearing from my co-host, Jack Palacos, sharing his insights on the latest trends going on with Christmas and New Year's. Hello, I'm Jack Palacos, and I'm really excited to be back on my segment, Trends Without Ends. Today, I'm going to be talking about the holidays, what's trending in Christmas 2018, and how to start off the new year in 2019 with a bang. Decorations can be a theme for some people at Christmas time, and this year in 2018, the trendiest Christmas decorations are rainbow-hued trees that start with one color of the rainbow and migrate upwards. Another trending decoration theme is jewel tones. For those of you who aren't really into jet decorations, that mean they're using that means uh, using the colors of jewels, um, such as you know like ruby and uh, like light blue, dark blue, any sort of jewel colors. And this year at Christmas, where the the colors are displayed with sapphire, emerald, ruby, topaz, and white and pink are also pretty big this year. Um, and decorations are just part of the theme of Christmas, which is the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. And 95% of all of the Christians that celebrate Christmas and approximately 75% of the United States identifies as Christian. In fact, on Christmas Day, mass attendance increases by 150%. However, 90% of all Americans celebrate Christmas as well, regardless of religion, which includes 25% of people who identify with other religions or no religion at all. And the trend is that Christmas is a holiday that nearly everyone loves to be a part of. And whether you're not celebrating it for religious reasons, there's nothing saying that you can't celebrate Christmas for the values of family 
and love and friendship in reuniting with um, people that you haven't seen in a long time, which is why Christmas is such a great holiday. And another trend that stays uh, the same year to year is the end of year reflection and the anticipation of the new one, uh, like the New Year's revolution. So what's a lot of trendy, I guess, resolutions for 2019? Well, a lot of people are trying to stop skimping out on sleep meaning that they want to get more sleep because great sleep quality is vital for fine motor control and metabolic function and just, you know, just working in every day-to-day functions. You obviously need a good night's sleep. So people are trying to get a lot more sleep now because I I personally think that in the past year, um, especially with phones and stuff, electronics uh, have kind of been taking people Uh, taking time away from people sleeping because I know especially with me if I've had a long day and at the end of the night um, let's say I want to go to bed at like 10 30 but I'm on my phone you know it's really easy to get distracted on Netflix or YouTube or something and then all of a sudden you go to bed at 11 30 and lose an hour of sleep Um, so a lot of new uh, another new trend that a lot of people are going for is uh, obviously, fitness. Um, this has always been a trend with pretty much every <laughs> New Year's resolution. Uh, a lot of people, you know, they'll get a membership for a gym and then they won't really show up anymore after a couple weeks. But this year, a lot of people are um, trying different ways to stay motivated because there's a lot new technology to help improve fitness goals, like Fitbit watches and apps that can help regulate your movement or how far you go in a day or, you know, they'll send out little reminders telling you what you need to do and when you need to do it. So, you know, little things like that are kind of integrating technology to kind of keep people motivated for hopefully the entire year uh, so that they can actually accomplish their goal of better fitness. Um, And so a lot of people now recently are also stopping alcoholic shots. And although, you know, obviously this isn't uh, like such a huge widespread thing that everyone is suddenly going to, you know, stop taking shots. Of course, people are, you know, still going to be drinking at parties uh, for Christmas and stuff like that and New Year's, but people are often trying, uh, now people are trying to swap out alcohol for healthy shots, which is, uh, you know, maybe like a, a green smoothie of like ginger, uh, turmeric and kelp, things like that. Um, kind of as like a fun way to get healthy, and, you know, get the good benefits of vegetables in sort of a fun way that isn't just drinking a smoothie. Um, and yeah, so the, this, uh, throughout Christmas this year and 22 in the 2019 new year, there's going to be a lot of great new trends that I think, um, are really going to help people to have more positive, healthier lives. So I'm really looking forward to the new year and seeing what people can accomplish with their you know, new trends and new ideas and new ways to improve themselves and their community. Yeah, thanks for sharing with us, Jack. Um, it sounds nice that, like, people are trying to be healthier and people are making resolutions to become, uh, you know, more fit, more healthier uh, as, you know, the years go by. Uh, are you or your family following any of these trends? Uh, what do you guys do during Christmas and the holidays? Um, well, throughout Christmas, um Usually, uh, you know, we we follow the tradition of having a Christmas tree and we decorate it with ornaments and lights and then we put presents under it. And then on Christmas Day, we exchange the gifts for however long that takes, maybe an hour. And we, 
you know, just like the family aspect of that. And uh, my family, per- like we personally prefer to have a sort of a smaller, more intimate Christmas day, which is like just our family and not so much as like the relatives, like aunts and uncles and cousins. Uh, I, I feel like for us, that's more of like a Thanksgiving tradition. We kind of have a more, I guess, a smaller um, group on Christmas. And yeah, so I, yeah, I think like that's basically how we celebrate Christmas. And Christmas is definitely one of my favorite holidays of the year, just because it's so nice to spend good quality time with um, the family. And it's obviously really fun to get gifts and see how happy people are when you, you know, give someone a gift that you know, they're really going to like, and then they do really like it. So I love that aspect of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds great. Just, you know, appreciating family at the end of the year. Um, yeah, one of the most important things in your life is just appreciating the people you love. So yeah, thank you, Jack. That was really insightful and that um, taught us a lot. Uh, with that, however, it is sadly time to say farewell. Um, we give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America, Voice, Voice America Kids crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world and our listeners for making us a top-rated program. I'm Kenneth Chun. And I'm Jack Palacos. You've been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For information on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs, go to our main site at www.bethestarur.org. Until next week, we wish you a very Merry Christmas or uh, Happy Holidays to whatever holidays you are celebrating this year and a very happy and prosperous new year. So, Thank you so much for being here to celebrate with us and remember to appreciate your traditions and your loved ones. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars could shine between the lines if you would let yourself.